Whatever it is you want to do in life, you'll be able to do. It's always you versus you. That it doesn't matter how old you are, how young you are, you can achieve anything that you set your mind to. Spend the rest of your natural life waking up and going after it. This is my purpose, and you will not stop me. You are listening to Mojo Sports. Yeah, hello and welcome to Mojo Sports. This is the NRL Show, episode 20. And what a special episode we've got for you. This is the grand final preview. And as always, my name is Dan Frost. I'm supported by the best panel in the business. Full house tonight. We've got Tasha, we've got Stacey, and we've got Alicia. Guys, let's get straight into it. Let's have a bit of a, a reflection on some of our grand final uh, memories. Tasha, going to start with you. What, what's your favorite grand final memory? Uh, my favourite grand final memory is back in 2005 and the West Tigers um, win the grand final over the North Queensland Cowboys. And to just make it even more relevant, we've got Benji Marsh- Marshall bursting onto the scene. It's a flick pass that leads his winger into a try. And now we've got Benji playing in the grand final, possibly his last um, game uh, 16 years on, and I'd like to see another. Um, I'd like to see him, him replicate that flick pass. Yeah, wouldn't that be something, Alicia? Look, as a pure neutral, I think that that all Queensland grand final in 2015 still takes the cake in terms of, you know, Brisbane just had it in the bag at the end there until uh, Michael Morgan's play, you know, down the right edge with Kyle Felt. And uh, I think we all have Jonathan Thurston's conversion attempts in our heads hitting the post and what followed after that, you know, Ben Hunt's. Knock on obviously still gives him nightmares, a poor bugger, and uh, you know that field goal just just uh, got the Cowboys home. It was just remarkable and uh, nice to see. I guess ANZ Stadium or Stadium Australia, as it's known now, um, you know, packed with eighty thousand people, majority from Sydney, um, you know, watching such an epic grand final. Yeah, and uh, it just goes to show the mental toughness of Thurston. You know, after after that ball hit hit the the, the failed conversion, I mean, to come back from that, to put that aside, and go on to the next play. Um, what a legend of our sport. Look, for me, uh, look, I'm, I'm a Knights fan, so I've got a couple of memories that I hold on to. They are fading, though, because they were 20 years ago. But, uh, look, the 1997 grand final, pre- I mean, you know it's a special premiership when it literally just takes over the entire city, and that was Newcastle back in 97. The grand final parade, um, everyone came out. It was absolutely madness. So, um, you know, that that's what, yeah, that's what, you know, I guess, that's what makes you fall in love with rugby league. And then in, in 2001, uh, we were coming up against this juggernaut Parramatta Reels team. Uh, and in the first half, I'm just sitting there speechless. I just could not believe what I was watching. So, Andrew Johns, uh, come back to us, please. Uh, Stacey, what about yourself? Uh, any fond grand final memories for you? Yeah, look, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty similar to you. My memory is, is getting a little bit dusty there, but I have to go with the 2010 St. George grand final. I mean, you know, you've got a team with, you know, Wayne Bennett, uh, you know, you've got Brett Morris, you've got Mark Gaznia, you've got Jamie Soward, you've got Bo Scott, you've got Trent Merrin. I mean, such great players, you know, and, and for me, like, you know, just watching watching that game unfold and, and even from like the seventh minute, you know, and Mark Gaznia charges through, you know, from a magical kick from Sowie and it was just, you know, it was history in the making and it still gives me goosebumps just to even think about it. But uh yeah, that, that was a, a long time ago, and hopefully we can get back there at some point in the near future. All right, guys, well, let's jump into our first segment tonight, The Breakdown. It's do or die. 
one game. Got hit in the mouth and acted like somebody took our lunch money. This is what the greatest thing about sports is. You play to win the game. Um, not everything went to, <laughs> went to plan at all. Uh, and they run through our ass like through a tin horn, man, and we could not stop them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, on the breakdown each week, we pick out our feature games. And, well, this week it's nice and easy being grand final preview with just the one game to focus in on. Tasha, let's get into it. I mean, the Penrith Panthers coming up against the South Sydney Rabbitohs. This is, I, I mean, you know, Melbourne Storm fans, you know, it, it was, you know, it was, I guess, a very difficult loss for them. But, you know, this is the grand final that we wanted to see. Yeah, I think it's a really exciting grand final. I think both teams um, have shown the, the, a different side of their football game in more recent weeks. Um, and I think, you know, now that we've seen... Um, the way Penrith have come through two really hard and battering weeks. Some people might say, hey, listen, you know, they're, they're going to be too wounded, but they're a young bunch and they will bounce back and they do remember last year and uh, how bitter that was. So, yeah, really exciting, exciting game this weekend. Yeah, what, what a clash. Alicia, let's start with the South Sydney Rabbitohs because – what an interesting football team! I mean, they won this. They won this clash uh, in in the first semi final, sixteen points to ten. Does that mean they're going to win this one? Look, it's uh, it's been a massive year when you think about Souths and Penrith. Really, like going back to Dubbo, you know, the Rabbitohs were absolutely humiliated. Um, you know, by fifty six points Penrith put on them, and since then we've just seen an improvement. Penrith got them again, I think. Um, you know, in the next game, and then that's when the Rabbitohs bit them a couple of weeks ago, but. The thing that's changed for the Rabbitohs is defensively, you know, against Penrith, and it's an area that I think Penrith has struggled with in terms of um, just getting that unpredictability back in their game. I think if they can do that, they can really trouble Souths on the weekend. But, um, yeah, for me, Souths have turned the corner with their defence because we know, obviously, that they're a cracking attacking side. And, um, yeah, so like this Melbourne game just gone, I think Penrith will be up against it in terms of um, defensive game. Yeah, absolutely. And Stacey, would it be grand final week if there wasn't a dramatic injury cloud over one of the star players coming into the grand final? And I speak of the South Sydney Rabbitohs ca- uh, captain, Adam Reynolds, who obviously will be going into this game with, a with you know, it appears to be a significant groin issue. That's a little bit of a problem when you're the key playmaker halfback for, for a football team coming into a grand final. Yeah, look, I'm not going to lie. When, you know, when we saw Cody Walker start taking the kicks early on with the bunnies and, you know, I think it was just mentioned like minutes into into the first kickoff that potentially Adam Reynolds had an injury. Um, I still was kind of like, does Adam Reynolds have an injury or is this just Wayne Bennett playing mind games? Because we know that Wayne Bennett can do that. And, you know, as the game, you know, got on, uh, you know, it was more and more evident that, you know, Cody Walker was taking a few more kicks. But then, you know, back in the second half, Adam Reynolds comes back out um, and, and makes some of these kicks that turns the game around. And, uh, you know, but I was questioning there, like, for sure, I wouldn't put it past Bennett, not even. Yeah, and Tash, I, I guess, you know, it makes it really, really difficult for Adam coming into this game. But, you know, also the narrative around it, you know, being his last game for his club as a junior, uh, you know, it's... Uh, it's just a very difficult situation. But, you know, if he's able to hold up that trophy at the end, I mean, what a story. 
Oh, for sure. Like there's there's a lot of heartstrings that are being pulled here, like Wayne's last game, possibly Benji's and Captain Adam Reynolds. I mean, like I, I do believe, Stace, that he has done his groin because, um, yeah, sure, Cody was doing all, all the kicking for him and he took a kick in the second half. But with a groin injury, it's once you warm it up, it's then okay. So... Uh, there's no way in the world um, Adam Reynolds will not be taking the field, and I just think if he if if he can weather that first little bit of time while um, he warms up, and let's face it, Cody really stepped up because he knew that his captain needed him. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to watching what the bunnies and, in particular, Adam Reynolds bring. Well, my biggest worry for Adam is, um, you know, when he when they played Penrith a couple of weeks ago, he was enormous with the boot. And I felt like South last week could probably have gotten away with it against a manly side that defensively haven't been like that great all year and definitely not anywhere near Penrith's defence. So I think last, last week, yes, they could get away with it. But this week I'm a little bit more concerned for them that if Adam doesn't kick, then it will put a lot of pressure on Cody. Yeah, and it makes you wonder what they're going to do with Blake. They're a fullback, young Blake Taff. You know, obviously he's been incredible. They're replacing him at fullback. But uh, to Alicia's point, you just wonder whether you're going to need a second playmaker in there to take a little bit of pressure off Cody because, you know, it's a pretty easy game plan. If you know one guy is going to be kicking it and taking control of this grand final, I'm sure Ivan is going to be doing his homework and being, you know, going to be applying a lot of pressure to Cody. But, Stacey, let's talk about Cody Walker because... You know, when you think about statistically the season that he's had, I mean, he's wrote himself in the history books there. But, you know, one of the things that I guess has frustrated fans is that he hasn't quite been able to play his absolute best games in the, in the key in the key matches. Well, that changed last week, but this is another step up. And, and ultimately, you know, it, it's a really big opportunity for Cody Walker to, I guess, you know, create create a name for himself and go down in history. Yeah, definitely. You know, and we've spoken before about his record-breaking uh, season this year. And, you know, I think like Alicia and I, you know, we spoke off air about Cody Walker's trying to, he's finally now trying to get that monkey off his back. Now he wants that origin jersey and he knows that the only way he's going to get there and, and take that spot is if he shows up to the big games. But at the same time, he's just got so much potential, um, you know, and we've so, we've, we've talked a long time about how natural he is. And he's one of the most attacking players um, in the league at the moment, but he plays so fluid um, based off, you know, his natural instinct. So he needs to show up this game. And, and if Reynolds is, is truly going to be injured, then his kicking game is going to need to be on point. And to um, Alicia's point again, you know, they need to figure out a way that he cannot struggle under that pressure because we've seen him have to do it before and he doesn't cope too well if he's, you know, held to such a structure. And Tasha, if we look at the, the South Sydney Rabbitohs, I think one of the most surprising things for me coming into the finals has been the form of their forward pack. I mean, I know they've got big names in their side, but, you know, in terms of where they started in the season, I just don't feel like they were kind of competing at this level. It, 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 it really has been a big factor for South Sydney in terms of, you know, getting these guys, uh, you know, going forward and then obviously bringing Damian Cook into the equation. Yeah, for sure. Like, they've really got their forward pack working for them. And let's face it, it's finals footy. You really rely on your forwards. But my pick 
um, and it, not a lot has been said about it, is is Cam Murray. He's my pick of their forwards. He brings so much enthusiasm along with him that the that the rest of the pack can't help but move forward with him. So, yeah, I'm I'm hoping he has a great game as well on the weekend. Yeah, no, I, I think he's a, he's a high quality player and always plays his best in the biggest games. All right, well we touched on we touched on it a little bit in terms of um, the storylines around South Sydney, but I think we should just finish it off with uh, with Wayne Bennett, Alicia. You know, Wayne he he certainly you know built an unrivaled coaching CV, but you know th- th- this would mean a lot uh, in terms of being able to win a premiership there with South Sydney. Yes, yeah, huge. He's fallen short three occasions in in four years that he's been at the club, and um, obviously the way that um, it's it's sort of happened is I think he'll get a lot of joy out of it if he could do it, um, especially given what happened when he was at, at Brisbane. He's already had a little bit of a a stab at the Broncos, um, so yeah, it'll be really interesting to see. And, and we we don't know where he's going to head off to next year. We assume it's it's to take control of that seventeenth NRL team, but we'll have to wait and see. So. Um, yeah, he'll want to end his time at, at Redfern on a high. And, um, you know, he's definitely proven himself over a number of years. We, we don't have to – I guess we won't be judging him on this performance um, this weekend. But, yeah, geez, it's um, he, he's just back where he belongs on the grand final stage. Yeah, and it's hard to imagine he's not going to be involved in the game next year. I just I just can't imagine him kicking his feet up on a beach somewhere with a, with a cocktail. But, hey, that could be Wayne's. All right, Natasha, I'm going to go straight to you with the Penrith Panthers. I guess my first question is, uh, do you have to lose a grand final before you win one? No, Dan, you don't have to lose a grand final before you can win one, but when you do, it certainly puts the fire in your belly. Like you've seen teams that have gone through and are dominant in grand final and they seem to have that composure, but there's that extra fire in your belly, especially when you lose the way the Panthers did last year. So I think um, them losing last year will certainly be a big boost to their chances of of, uh, the team pulling together and winning this year. Yeah, no, it's uh, look. It, it's going to be a huge oppor- uh, opportunity for for Penrith, and I, I think just reflecting on their win last week, I actually think it was really it was really important for their franchise. I, I, I just have some big concerns if they had have lost that game, what that would have meant for this younger group. But the fact that they've uh, yeah been able to sort of pull it together and reach the grand final, uh, definitely a huge opportunity. Alicia, let's talk about uh, a player who has really stood out in terms of recapturing their form within a quick period of time, and that's Jerome Luai. You know, there's a few little ingredients, there's a few little indicators which tells you as to whether Luai's on his game, but, um, you know, we saw a little bit of that from him last week. Yeah, we did, and and I think a lot of people sort of forget, but they were written off last week against Melbourne, and and the big thing was, um, you know, that had been on Penrith's calendar, playing Melbourne in a finals game. It didn't matter when it was to try and, you know, seek a bit of revenge on them. So they obviously thought they'd run into Melbourne in the grand final, but it wasn't to be. Um, But for me, Jerome, you know, seeing him, um, you know, in his opponent's face, basically the minute that they scored that first try, like that's the sort of stuff that we're so used to. And he produced it in origin. He obviously had a little bit of a uh, post-origin bump. He had a knee injury and just wasn't sort of his normal self. He come out and admitted that and um, now he's back on track. So, yeah, I mean, grand final, you're going to get up for it. And he, he'll, um, he'll come out all guns blazing. I just, I'd like to see that left side just fire a little bit more. I think it's just still lacking a little bit, but, um, you know, Jerome's, I guess, not 
necessary to blame for that, but he's he's got to sort of find some space on the edge there. Yeah, Leach, look, I think um, Jerome Luai fires when the team is firing. Um, and I think we've seen um, in this final series, you've got to get out and score those first points because if you score the first points, you've gone through and won in every single game, especially for the Panthers. So, look, I don't think that the Bunnies are going to fall. Like, they're not going to be caught with their pants down um, by a quick kick from Nathan Cleary at um, dummy half. But you saw Luai lift right from that moment because Crichton, the X Factor, out there on the wing, very early in the game, Cleary, unpredictable, from dummy half kicks, Crichton's over points, and then Luai comes comes to life. So I think it's really important. Um, he's a confidence player, and I think it's really important those um, first few points go Panthers' way. And I think, too, you know, that just speaks to the um, the the youngfulness in the side. You know, it, it, it takes a lot to grow into your playing style, um, especially, you know, coming through in such a, you know, from the grassroots level. Obviously, they've played big games together. They've played together. Um, but as a player personally, it takes a long, long time to develop how you approach those sorts of moments. And I still think that the boys still have a little bit of growing up to do, but they're definitely in a good position to take, take this game. Alicia, rugby league's a pretty simple game, and sometimes that becomes evident when everyone knows what the game plan's going to be. So the game plan for the South Sydney Rabbitohs will be to shut down the Penrith Panthers halfback. Uh, it's as simple as that, but... Unfortunately, it isn't as simple as that because Nathan Cleary, I mean, that's the game plan. Every single game that Nathan Cleary goes into, that's what the opposition's trying to do. They're trying to shut him down, whether that's at origin or for the Penrith Panthers. He's used to it. He gets it week after week. I mean, t- talk to me about the pressure that's on Nathan Cleary and, again, this game plan that's, that uh, you know South Sydney are going to come into this game with. Well, I'm interested to see if there'll be any sort of, you know, pre-game comments the same way there was in the finals because it's obvious that the... The plan is to to try and get him, you know, get him off foot and get him when he's, um, you know, he, he takes a lot of, I guess, space out the back before he kicks and he there is a couple of blockers there the same way like the South Sydney do it with Adam Reynolds. So um, I guess for them they've got to try and nullify his game. But he knows that. Like he's spent how many years in origin, three or four years, like Queenslanders coming at him. So it's it'll be nothing new to him, but it's more just a case of off the ball, what happens there to try and keep him down. We've got to remember he's got that shoulder injury as well. Like he's one tackle away from from um, really struggling. So, yeah, it's uh, it's easier said than done. But I think if Souths are able to shut him down in some way, um, then they'll go along the way to winning. Yeah, and some of the things to look out for in the grand final is that, you know, it's really important that South Sydney's kick pressure take Nathan Cleary down to the ground on every single kick. And that just comes down to effort because if you're a couple of seconds late on on, on your chase, you know, you're unable to sort of take the player down without giving away a penalty. So, you know, watch out for that. South Sydney, they're going to race out and every single kick, they need to take Nathan Cleary down on the ground. They need to land on that shoulder. Look, these are all the things that unfortunately get spoken about because this is the grand final. Everything's on the line. If you've got some sort of weakness and you you step onto the football field, you're going to be a target. 
Yeah, for sure. And Nathan's kicking game is vital. Um, and, yeah, it's a fine line. You know, yeah, let him get the kick away, but let him know you were right there and maybe you can follow through with the tackle. Um, but we talk about that incredible high floating kick that Nathan has. Now, it does take an extra... I don't know, half a second to set that one up instead of uh, the, the simple end-over-end end one, which is obviously a lot easier to dispose of. Uh, so if the bunnies can get up there and really rush that, put him on the ground, but more importantly, prevent that high-kick floater being put up to to your, you know, your rookie full-back Taff. And full credit to Taff, he's handled things really, really well. Yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting. I mean, yeah, absolute credit to Blake in terms of how he handled that pressure in that semi-final. But, you know, it's another step up in the grand final. And and one of the things that we've learned above anything else in the final series is, um, you know, errors, they get punished at a higher rate in finals football. You make one error, and that could be the difference between winning and losing a grand final. So, no, definitely, definitely one to keep an eye on. I think that we also need to, too, is uh, just appreciate how defensively sound the Panthers uh, you know, have been improving over the last couple of weeks and, and how much I don't entirely know if their defense is going to be able to hold up against the Bunnies just based on the low scoring affair between the Storm. I mean, I don't know if they're going to be able to beat South with only 10 points. Like that, that's my sticking point for, for this grand final. Yeah, they haven't been scoring a lot of points, that's for sure. But I guess a play, a couple of players that we wanted to sort of pick out uh, was uh, Dylan Edwards. I feel like we talk about Dylan on every single episode, but it's definitely our, our marketing campaign to, uh, yeah, I guess show our appreciation for his game. But, um, Tasha, I, I thought Dylan Edwards, he's probably been one of the form players um, so far in the final series. And another player that I wanted to highlight, highlight and get your opinion on was Appy Corusau. I kind of felt like with Appy... You know, he, he just sometimes he falls in the trap of getting buried in defensive work and, and doesn't sort of, uh, I, I guess, you know, we, we don't get enough out of him in attack because he is so, uh, he's such a workhorse in defense. But I feel like in the final series, I think he's balancing that out a little bit better. And, you know, it's certainly going to be important for him coming into the grand final that, you know, he's a bit of an attacking threat from dummy half. Yeah, Dan, absolutely right. I think um, he has come out a little bit more in this final series. But it, it, when you've got any player that is, you know, averaging high 40s, early 50s in the tackle, you can't expect that, you know, spark, that form, that strike to be there for you all game. So I think he is meeting that happy balance, whether it's um, the coach having a word in his ear, whether his players helping him out in the middle either side. But, um, yeah, Appy, I've been really impressed with how he's come into form just over the last couple of weeks. All right, guys. Well, it's time to get, jump in with our predictions. So this is what the listeners have been waiting for, our grand final predictions. We uh, cannot sit on the fence Alicia, going to start with you. What's uh, what's your prediction in terms of the winner and score for this game? I'm going to go with Penrith. I think um, they would have learnt their lesson from that finals game a couple of weeks ago. Um, I thought South actually showed a little uh, of signs just down their right edge defensive line. Mel- uh, Manly, sorry, picked them apart a little bit. So, yeah, I think Penrith, this is their game to win. Um, and... Yeah, I, I can't see it going any other way, to be honest. Yeah, look, I, I have Penrith winning as well. I, I think they're going to win 13 plus, 36 to 16. I, I just feel like if 
all of Penrith's players, 1-17, to 17, have their best performance, I don't think this game's close. And that's what my expectation of the Penrith Panthers is coming into this grand final. This is literally two years' worth of work coming into one game. So I expect nothing less than 1-17 through 17 for those players to have their best performance. And if they do, I think it's not going to be close. But if you... If you give South Sydney even the slightest opportunity, they, they, they'll, they'll, make a, they'll make a contest out of it. Uh, Tasha, what's your prediction for this one? Well, not surprisingly, I'm going to go against both of you so far. I'm going to go with the Bunnies. Um, I think that the Panthers played their grand final last week. They've come off two very, very tough um, matches and yes we talk about them being young and youthful but they're also busted they're hiding a lot of injuries there and I think a lot like I said they played their grand final last week if that they, they're a young team and if they don't get to score points first I think that will really affect them and if anybody can put the amount of points on them it's going to be the bunnies and that Wayne Bennett you know for all the all the reasons behind you know that the heartstrings going into this he's really going to use that with Reynolds last game you know Benji Marshall with his last game so it's the rabbitos for me yeah and Stace the listeners they're they're keen to hear your Prediction for the grand final. I, I guess what they're hoping for is a 12-all scoreline, five minutes to go, two minutes to go even. Benji Marshall comes in off the bench, flick pass out the back to Taft to win a grand final. But, yeah, what's your what's your prediction for this one? Oh, man. Just like I just watched that whole scenario in my head and, oh, my God, that would be so amazing, right? But uh, I'm so conflicted. I'm so conflicted because, you know, I love the storyline of the Bunnies. Um and I think I'm going to have to go with Tash on this one. I know it's I know it's rare. I know hands <laughs> up in the air, um, but I think that they can win this purely based on their heart alone. You know, it, it has to come from. It's important for Benji. It's important for Wayne Bennett. It's important for Adam Reynolds. It's important for the club. It's equally as important for the Panthers. But again, to Tash's point, the Panthers are a little bit busted right now, um, and the best that the Bunnies can hope for is that they're coming into this grand final a little bit, a little bit busted, a little bit worse for wear, um, and that they, you know, use Bennett's mastermind strategy of, of you know, picking on the, you know, picking on Cleary, getting his shoulder into the ground as much as possible, and I think it's entirely possible. So I'm going to go the Bunnies, but I'm going to keep it tight. I'm going to keep it tight. I'm going to go twenty-two eighteen. All right, guys, and let's jump into our final segment for tonight, Rapid Fire. And we're going to talk all about that and a whole bunch of other things. What you need to know tonight. Sincere apologies to Matt Damon. We ran out of time for him tonight. We'll get him on the air again soon. Oh, so okay. show, oh my boss is saying closing time. Maybe that's what you're doing. Yeah, and this week on Rapid Fire, we're just going to do a quick round the grounds on the two eliminated teams. Uh, Tash, going to start with you. Just want to take away from, first of all, the Melbourne Storm. Uh, and then your thoughts on uh, the Manly Warringah Seagulls. Yeah, Melbourne Storm, outstanding team. Uh, they're consistent, they're classy, they're well-composed, they've got everything going for them. I think they were um, unlucky to be, you know, uh, taken out last week. Um, we can talk on and on about, you know, they're, they're losing uh, Brandon Smith, and they're losing, you know, one of the another one of their Christian Welsh key players early, and but um, no, they can hold their heads high. They they are a force to be reckoned with, and they will be a force to be reckoned with for years to come. 
Yeah, and what about Manly? What were your thoughts on that one? Because yeah, a bit of a fairy tale season in a way, a bit, bit unexpected, but obviously they ran into a freight train there with the South Sydney Rabbitohs. Yeah, look, um, Manly, wow, what a season. I mean, I think they got 40 points put on, put on them. Um, they lost the first four games. Um, they were never expected to be there. So then when they started hitting their straps, they, they, they've shown themselves that um, they can pull it together when they pull it together. A lot of people will say, oh, is it just a one-man team? And no, no, it's not. It's um, Turbo certainly had a tremendous influence on their success, but it definitely isn't a one-man team. So, yeah, Mali, uh, Warringah, well done to them this season. And, Stacey, a little bit surprising that Melbourne are not in the grand final. We'll start with there. Well, what's your thoughts on the Storm? The Storm are a great program, you know, and, uh, you know, I hate to say it, but I was actually kind of glad that they weren't going to be in this grand final because I really just wanted to see the battle that we've got happening right now play out. Um, but, you know, Xavier Coates coming on is going to be super important for them next season because they're going to miss the Fox. They're going to miss Nico Hines. Um, you know, Nelson Asifa Solomona needs to really step up and be the man of the size that he is for next year. But I mean, they're going to be in the in you know in the top four for years to come. And uh, you know, on the flip side with Manly, you know, to to Taj's point, you know, they aren't just a one one player wonder. Uh, you know, they've got Desi Hasler, you know, working the chains down there, and uh, you know, he's they've actually got you know Josh Schuster. You know, we've spoken about him in the podcast all season. You know, he's he's going to be great. Um, and whether he can take that spot from Kieran Foran is going to be interesting, but. Uh, but yeah, the best thing for them next year is to, you know, work on the guys that they've got at the moment because they've got talent. You know, Lockie Croker, you know, um, Morgan Harper, you know, these these new young boys that we haven't seen before finally starting to make an impact. I think that that's where their investment needs to be in. Yeah, look, for me, uh, my take on the Melbourne Storm is, look, there's, there is a lot of fatigue uh, in and around Melbourne Storm at this time of year. But it is a little bit disappointing uh, that they weren't able to reach the grand final because, this side's going to look a little bit different next year. Obviously, we've spoken about the Fox leaving. I also think they'll miss Nico Hines. And to be honest, I think they missed a little bit of an opportunity here. Um, you know, things didn't exactly go their way. But, um, yeah, look, for me, all eyes are going to be on the on Cam Munster and Jerome Hughes um, going into next season. I just felt like, and it's a bit of a cliche, but they definitely miss Cameron Smith obviously, in the final series. Just his experience, his composure, his leadership, his ability to come up with the right play. I actually thought that, uh, and and Tasha, we spoke about this earlier, um, you know, his kicking game, you know, under pressure was a little bit off and he was a little bit erratic, to be honest. So it just places a lot of pressure on Jerome Hughes. Um, but, hey, let, let's let's give the keys back to Craig Bellamy. Let's give him another preseason and... Who's to say they're not? They're not. Uh, they're not av- uh, rev- avenging uh, that performance, and they're not in the grand final next next year. Uh, in terms of Manly Warringah Seagulls, look, uh, yeah, obviously a little bit unexpected. I don't think there would have been too many people that predicted uh, their season. But for me, it's all about the sophomore second year slump. So can Manly's rookies avoid that? Um, you know, because if Manly are going to be successful next season, they're going. Their young players are going to have to take a step forward not a step back. So it's easier said than done. But, you know, with a full preseason, with all the other NRL head coaches getting more and more tape on you, being more and more prepared, um, yeah, it's going to be very interesting to see how they handle that. Alicia, going to give the floor to you to wrap us up. Um, Thoughts on the Melbourne Storm and Manly? Yeah, I'm pretty much with you, Dan. I think just on Manly quickly, I thought they over 
achieved in the end. Like, you know, going uh, zero and four to start the season, many had us predicting that they'd just stay down the bottom. You know, Turbo couldn't save them. So I think they've done extremely well and should be really happy with their season. But again, as you say, they need to back it up now. We know that Manly in the past have been very up and down with their season. So, um, yeah, interested to see what happens next year. And just on Melbourne, it's a tough one because we sort of went into the season not knowing what they'd be like without Cameron Smith and, you know, 19 years. And even Craig Bellamy was like, I don't know what's going to happen here. So it's hard to be too critical of them. I just thought they blew a massive opportunity to go back to back and um, it probably hasn't sunk in yet for them. But, um, you know, they put in their worst attacking performance of the year without doubt. And just you have a week off after that to come into a prelim and do that. It's, uh, yeah, it wasn't great. So that'll burn a more pre-season than, um, you know, you can't write them off. I think that's one thing that we learned this year. You can't write them off no matter who's in their side because Craig Bellamy just has them up. So, yeah, it's hard to be too critical. I think they should just celebrate a great two years because, um, you know, they were definitely the best team of the comp this year, without doubt. They just got beaten by a better team on the day. All right, guys, and that's all the time we have. Just wanted to thank my panel for another amazing episode, always bringing the heat. And, uh, look, we're all very, very excited. This is our grand final preview show. Uh, We've got a split panel. Uh, We've got two people going for the Panthers. We've got two people going for the South Sydney Rabbitohs. We're going to keep close eye on that. There'll be a lot of banner um, in the group chat uh, during the week. Uh, To our listeners, um, enjoy the grand final. Uh, We hope you've been enjoying the NRL show. Uh, We're going to be here again next week. uh, So we provide weekly episodes. So please join us next week as we continue to support uh, this great game that we all love. And if you do enjoy our show, uh, please follow us on social media. We're available on all platforms. And until next week, we'll see you then. You have been listening to Mojo Sports. Thank you for your support. It is very much appreciated. The team and I are trying to build something a little different here, so everyone's support is very much appreciated. Continue to support the podcast, download, subscribe, check out our social media channels, give us a follow, and be sure to tell your friends about Australia's best-kept secret. This is Mojo Sports.